Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. The UK wedding industry is worth 14.4 billion. And someone who is looking for a piece of that pie is Ella Gaskill, who is a co-founder of PS Bridal Rental. Ella, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really interested in this business model and the whole rental side of the things. How did you get into it and what's your background? So I worked as a stylist for 10 years. So my background was dressing people for TV appearances, red carpet, music videos, etc., Lockdown happened and myself, along with many people in my industry, were out of work. So I went home to mum and dad, along with my brother, who was doing a PhD in AI at the time. Alex and I decided to try and make an algorithm that would tell someone just online, because everyone was online then, what would best suit them. And we stumbled upon wedding dresses because it's an area that no one has any clue where to start. So from there, we made the wedding dress finder which is just a quick online quiz that would tell brides which wedding dress would suit them and where was best to get that dress. Out of that, brides kept asking us, what are my options to rent? And after telling people time and time again, sadly, there there aren't really any options to rent at the moment. You have to buy it. It just seemed total madness to us that it didn't exist. So then we decided to make our own. And how did that process start then? Obviously, you have a background in fashion with the styling side of things. What about the business side of it and getting all of that started? I've always started businesses. I think if it's in you, it's in you. I've started them since I was 14, I think. I was doing temporary metallic tattoos and I would have stalls at festivals and local fairs. And then I started selling them online, made a website and got them into Fennec and Selfridges, actually. So I think there's always a business side that's a part of me. And I've always looked at industries that there's opportunities within them. And a rental and resale is growing at four times the pace of traditional retail and the circular economy is the new normal. And then it just seemed crazy that, you know, my friends were getting married and then I got engaged at the same time. And there are no options but to spend thousands of pounds on a dress that then sits in the loft. So talk to me about the business then. Explain what the business model is and what you provide. So we are effectively building the Airbnb of wedding dresses. So we are the tech platform that enables businesses to list their dresses for rental and brides that have a dress sat in the loft to list their dresses for rental as well. So we're the facilitator in the middle and we offer a semi-managed service. So when a dress rents through our platform, we then have a third-party logistics warehouse and we handle all the cleaning, shipping, warehousing, dry cleaning, etc. So the idea started coming during lockdown, but then the actual launch of the business was early in 2023. You have co-founded the business with two others as well. What part do you all play in that? So Zoe Graham is one of my co-founders and she was there pretty much from the start with me. We were actually friends set up in a way. Someone that worked with me had also worked with her and just said, you two need to meet because you really would complement each other and then the rest is history. 
And then Martin is our CTO and he's the tech genius who is building everything. And what were your your biggest kind of challenges at the beginning? Biggest challenges are rental is not an easy industry to do. So like I said, it started coming together like we were thinking about it in lockdown, but then it took at least two years until April 23 to actually come together. And the biggest challenges were how can you actually make this work from a logistical perspective? And then also the idea was always great, but you always have it in the back of your mind. Is it actually going to work? Are people actually going to change their behaviors from going and buying that dress in a shop the way they have for the past hundred years to actually saying, no, I'm going to rent this for my most special day of my life. And what gave you the confidence then to to go, yeah, this is Obviously, you had the quiz that you were starting out. That was obviously was a really great indicator. But were there other things that you did or that you researched that you were like, yeah, this is a great idea. We're, we're really going to press the button on this. Well, Zoe and myself have been very in the fashion industry. So we're, we're very in the industry and watching the rise of rental and resale. So we knew that this trend was really up and coming and that then the customer behavior purchasing patterns were shifting. But then from our perspective, on a business, we actually run quizzes and we run surveys and we do customer data analysis before launching into it to say, look, will you actually rent? And if you are going to rent, what would you be looking for from us? So we really make sure that customers are at the forefront of what we're doing and that we're actually giving something that brides want. Because often with businesses, the person creating the business thinks they have an idea, but there's a disconnect between what the audience actually want And so Zoe got married a year before me. I got married last year. We're very much in the same mindset as all of our brides. So we make sure that that that's at the forefront. And I think trying to bring that experience, so going for shopping for a wedding dress, it's quite an experience. How do you try and emulate that for your brides that rent from you? So shopping for a wedding dress has actually since COVID got a lot tighter. So you can generally only take one or two people to an appointment if you're going to an appointment. And nowadays, people really want to include their whole bridal party and their mum and aunties and everyone involved. So we offer an at-home try-on and we encourage people to really make that thing of it. And, And they really do. And get the champagne at home and put a playlist on. We have a PS playlist. And invite your whole bridal party and your mom and try them all on together and make that part of the process. Yeah, but I was looking at your website before we met. And I think when you you have a great kind of a very nice checklist in terms of do this, but, you know, here's your playlist and really trying to create that experience at home for them as well. What's the feedback been like? It's been amazing. We're so lucky that we we have a very close relationship with all of our brides because obviously there are a lot of questions around rental. It sounds great in theory, but then if you're actually going to rent your dress for your wedding you've got a lot of questions. So our customer success team and also myself and Zoe are always on the WhatsApp, like chatting to brides. And the feedback's been amazing. They generally just keep saying, thank you for coming up with this because no one wants to spend thousands of pounds on a dress that's then going to be stored at home. So the feedback has been really great. And if ever I'm having a down day, as sometimes you do as a founder, I can just read through the bride messages and it perks me up. And you obviously offer the service where like you said at the beginning, you're renting dresses for businesses, but then individuals, past brides can rent their dress as well. So like you say, you're the you're the Airbnb or the like the by rotation and the the versatile just of, of wedding dresses. How do you make yourself 
stand out? Do you have more people started to come on the market since you've been doing it? No, not yet. Touch wood, but I guess there's always time. Um, but to do bridal, you have to really focus on bridal. And and the bi rotations and the her and the my wardrobe are fantastic. And I am such a fan of what they do because they've paved the way to make something like this possible. For someone's wedding day, it is their most important day. And it can't just be a tab on another company. It can't be an afterthought. It has to be fully thought through. And how are you going to make that experience perfect for that bride, translating it into the digital world as opposed to the offline world that it's always been? And I mean, I know logistically, there, like you say, there's lots of things to think about. But the great thing about this is you're not holding stock. So in terms of your investment, is it very much the tech platforms and the systems where the money had to go into? Because obviously you don't stock from many businesses that are product businesses, because you're a bit of two, aren't you? are a product in a tech type of business. Yeah, we're mostly tech. Any stock. We do manage the stock, but we don't own any stock. So it's, yeah. all, it's all owned by the person that owns it. And if they want us to manage it for them, we can manage it and do all the dry cleaning, logistics, et cetera. But if they want it back, they can have it back at any point. Right. And so you don't sell any off the site? Do you as well? Resale. We've just launched resale as of two weeks ago. And what was the thinking behind that? Just the need for it from the what was coming through? Or what? how come you decided to do resale? Because it's the same customer and it's the same concept and it's the same user journey. But some people are, can be a bit worried about rental. What if I damage the dress? And what, you know, what if I want to make changes to it? So actually... It's the same bride that still wants to to not buy it brand new and produce something to be worn once. But then it just gives a bit of a backup, I guess, if someone wants to do what they want to do to it. And you offer an alteration service. We do. Well, yeah. with, with the rental dresses. Yes, we do. Yeah. So how does that work? So that ties back to me being a stylist. Right. When you're styling someone for the red carpet, they're never wearing an item of clothing that actually fits them. They're always wearing a sample, which belongs to a brand is reversibly altered to fit them for that red carpet, for that TV appearance, and then reverse back to its original state when it's returned to the brand. So we already work with a network of seamstresses. I've done that for 10 years yeah. and very familiar with these reversible alterations. So we've just taken the same concept for wedding dresses and you can reversibly alter it within certain criteria to fit that bride perfectly on her wedding day. Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google, and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. Yeah, and that's very unique for a rental. Like, I've never heard of that. No, but it makes total sense and it's yeah. needed. And it also prolongs the lifetime of the dress because you can have many more people wear it because everyone has slightly different shapes and sizes and every bride needs that dress to fit 100% perfectly on her day. So it's yeah. a way to prolong the life of the dresses and give them more wears. And you're still working as a stylist as well, aren't you? Sometimes. <laughs> but yes, it's taken up a lot more time now, definitely. How do you manage that then? How do you navigate it? I love styling and it's within me, you know, what I've been doing for 10 years. So I'm very fortunate that I can take the odd 
job if it's something that that comes along that's really great because if it's in you you can't quite give it up completely but definitely since we did Techstars we Techstars is an accelerator program for tech businesses last year in September and since Techstars I've definitely had a lot less time to be doing many styling jobs put it that way. So talk to me about the accelerator program then how has that helped you? It's changed everything. It is absolutely amazing. And I would highly recommend anyone that's starting a business to do one of these if you have the opportunity to, because it's just a crash course for running a business effectively and opens up a network that if you're not already, I wasn't in the startup world or the finance world or any of this. And it's an industry, especially if you're raising finance that runs on word of mouth and recommendations and warm intros. So doing an accelerator course gives you that access to that network and provides the best opportunity for your business to succeed. I mean, networking and, and like you say, having access to that is just so key, isn't it? If you don't have it, can just be that one introduction can just open up so many doors and make your life so much easier or you get to, you know, a position or something a lot quicker. You get to a different point a lot quicker than if you would if you didn't have it. And how would you like to see the business evolve? So we have uh, global ambitions, of course, everyone does when they start a business, but something like this doesn't exist anywhere in the world yet. And we're receiving double the number of inquiries from the US already, which unfortunately, painfully having to turn down because we tried to do a couple of rentals to the US and customs were not our friend with that. So the plan is to take this globally and then also across cultures as well. We're receiving so many inquiries saying, have you considered looking at other cultures wedding wear as well because there's a huge opportunity and market in that and the answer is definitely yes capacity right now we're yeah. uh, <laughs> probably need to just pace ourselves slightly but definitely on the radar i suppose for the us side you're probably looking at fulfillment centers in those countries you know not for brides in those countries it's a whole network again isn't oh, it whole setup yeah yeah rather than using the uk brides and the it's a whole different thing isn't it yeah. And having your your reverse alteration people there, obviously, it's, a whole, it's basically lifting what you've got here, bringing it to the States, bring it to whichever other kind of countries that you would want to go to. And from an investment point of view, then, are you looking for investment at the moment? Yes, we are about to start our pre-seed, our formal pre-seed round. We raised a very small angel round before we launched the business last year, which is really challenging. Um, anyone looking to raise investment is a... a grueling and and really hard process so yeah we did that and then obviously Techstars actually come on board as an institutional investor as well and now that we've got traction we've got proof of concept now we're raising pre-seed to really grow and and take as much market share as we can. And with your that initial investment talk to me around that because there'll be people that are listening that want to get investment want I mean I know grants and funding are a different kind of thing but that investment side where did you start with that? It's really hard So what I did was you want to have something to take to people. So we knew we were pre-launched, so we didn't have a product, we didn't have a traction, and we really just had an idea. But in this day and age, maybe five years ago, an idea would have done you well, but this day and age, you need something to show that this idea has has legs. So we, we did a lot of surveys and a lot of quiz, and we could take a lot of data and real bride messages to us saying, oh my God, when are you launching? And, and as much evidence as we could have. And then I just reached out to anyone I knew for advice, which was genuine advice, just saying, look, I'm looking to start this. There's a huge gap in the market. This is what we're doing. You've been successful in your space. Can we just have a 20 minute chat and you give me a bit of advice? And generally 
they've been those advice chats have helped steer everything on from there. And then the investors that came on board, if you don't want to name them, that's fine. But where did you, you obviously had to pitch to them. Where did you find them? At this stage, it wasn't, it was actually mostly from those advice chats is that one leads on to another. So someone then says, oh, I know someone in this world that like that might chat to you. And then that person chats to you. And again, it's always just a chat. You never go in asking for money because it doesn't set the scene well. But people then generally, if they like it, they want to come on board and they want to help you. And then investment can come with that. So we were super lucky that just through a chain of chats, uh, chats <laughs> uh, people came on board and said, I, I love this concept. I, I want to back you and I want to help you. And if people are listening now and they have extra cash or, you know, how can people invest in you now? What's the process for people to invest? You can send probably send me an email and then we can set up a call and I can talk you through what we're doing and talk you through the plans for the future and we can see if there's a synergy. And is there a minimum investment you're looking off people at the moment? We don't do that, no, because I found that so far the angel investors, what they're called, individual investors, bring so much value to the business, way beyond the check of money. And it's generally because they've been in a space similar and they've had their own real life experiences. So we don't, I know some people do. I know a lot of people that do a minimum 50,000 check or 100,000 check, but we get so much value from any individual that wants to help. So no, we we don't have a minimum. And what's in your immediate kind of, what does your next three months look like? Next three months, well, in, in my world, it's unfortunately this fundraising, but yeah. in Zoe and Martin's world, which is the more interesting world, brides are going crazy at the moment. And it's so exciting that we are trying to get as much exposure as we can and grow the platform and really get the word out as much as we can ahead of the summer season coming up. Where would you like to be this time next year? Oh, good question. We'd like to have at least doubled our growth, maybe tripled at the rate that we're going. But that's both on the supply side and the demand side, because it's so rewarding when people just list their dresses. And I just really want to encourage anyone, like if you have a dress that's sitting in the loft, please do get in touch. Please list it. If Just drop us an email and we'll always help because... We don't need to produce any more of these dresses. And if it's sat in your loft, there might be someone out there that would want to wear it. You also earn money from it. But but yeah, so please do get in touch and please try and reduce the number that get made new. You have a very easy system on your website to kind of give people a, a gauge of what their dress might be worth rental wise. I put in mine and I think it was like when I bought it, it was 3000 or 2000 or something like that. And so the rental value, it would be a thousand that's what the email came back at. In this scenario like that, how much does the person who's renting it actually get of that? So the person that owns the dress takes 60%. Yeah. We take 40% to do all of the dry cleaning, quality control checking, shipping. So it's not like other rental platforms where you as the individual just ship it to the next bride. Because bridal, you have to be, you have to have a higher level of quality control check with it. So it comes to us and then we manage everything from there. So you basically only list it, ship it to us, and that's it. So, I mean, and that gives a real level of confidence to the person who is going to receive it as well, knowing that it's gone through your process. And if it's um, not right, we will return it back to you and say, really sorry, there. this is not the condition we thought it was. Um, unfortunately, it won't be rented. Yeah. Uh, I love the sound of, you, of your business. It's absolutely amazing. And congratulations to, to you and all involved in it. It's just, it's amazing. Well, well done. <laughs> Um, and where can people find the brand? How can they check it out? How can they find you? 
Oh, yeah. We have a website, uh, www.psbridal.co.uk, or you can go on our Instagram, PS Bridal Rental, and drop us a message, and me or Zoe or one of the girls will get back. Like I said, amazing. Congratulations, and thank you for being such a great guest. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buy and Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.buyandretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.